0: probably the most famous woman in the world. She's never been to university, but she's been the advisor and confidant to 12 British prime ministers. Of course, I'm talking about Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, the longest reigning monarch in British history. She is undoubtedly a remarkable woman who has A faith in Jesus Christ. She said just a few years ago, I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning and I draw strength from the message of hope in the Christian gospel. She is a remarkable woman. Do you know that she has two birthdays as well? Isn't that great? And uh, she celebrates her birthday twice a year, once on the anniversary of the day she was born, obviously, the 21st of April. And then there's an official birthday in the month of June. And it's going to be celebrated uh, next weekend in London. And there's going to be various things going on. I don't know if you know how that tradition started. I had to look it up and... uh, obviously went to Google, where else would you go? And the tradition started uh, with George II in 1748. And it owes its origins to the ageless problem of the British weather. We're wishing now we were down there now because it looks gorgeous. Well, King George II was born in November and he felt that it would be too cold in november to have a celebration so he began the tradition of an official birthday in the summer month of june and it was marked by a parade called trooping of the color which happens still today and will happen next weekend so this year queen elizabeth is celebrating her 90th birthday and next friday there's going to be a service of thanksgiving at St. Paul's Cathedral where she'll renew her vows. And also on Saturday there's going to be the Trooping of the Colour, that great celebration. And here in Camden we've got a street party as well, which everyone is welcome to as well. And then next Sunday in the Mall in London, the whole of the Mall will be transformed into a giant street party, with 10,000 invited guests. And these guests were invited by the Queen from over 600 charities, and then there was sort of invitations open to the public, and by ballot, people were selected to go to that special celebration, that special banquet and I'm told that every guest will receive an M&S hamper. Isn't that brilliant? Now imagine for a moment that you had received an invitation from the Queen to go to her banquet. What a privilege! Amazing! But imagine if other people had received them and they'd said, well, actually I'm too busy. I can't come. I've got to look after this and I've got to look after that. Or I don't actually believe in the Queen. Now we don't think anything like that would happen, would it? In the parable that we had read this morning, Jesus tells a story and he says the kingdom of God is like this and he tells the story of a great banquet that a king puts on in honour of his son it's a wedding banquet and the invitations are all sent out and then when the banquet is ready he sends out his servants yet again and he says go and tell them it's all ready come to the celebration come to the banquet and one by one those who were invited say we can't come And they make all sorts of excuses and they refuse the invitation. To summarize the message of the parable, the wedding banquet is that which God has prepared for us. Every single one of us. And he calls us to come to him He sent his one and only son. The father sent his son into the world to die for this world. That whoever believes in him won't perish but have eternal life. And the invitation is for everyone. Come, he says. Everyone's welcome. But you know, some people still refuse. Refuse God's invitation to come to that heavenly banquet. Refuse to receive the forgiveness that he offers. Now in the context of when Jesus told this parable, he was telling it in the context of the religious leaders of the day who rejected Jesus, who he was. They were looking for a Messiah, but when he came, they didn't recognize him. And they even sought to oppose him. And in the parable, Jesus says, then the king just sent out his servants and said, just open the invitation to absolutely everyone. Go and invite. I want my wedding banquet to be full. You see, Jesus came to seek and save all that was lost. That's why Jesus came. And he has done everything possible for everyone on this planet to come to that heavenly banquet. He's opened the way, he's made the way, he is the way, and everyone is welcome. But still, some people refuse that invitation. And they may have lots of different reasons, but they refuse the invitation. The invitation is for anyone who would set aside their own righteousness and by faith accept the righteousness that God provides in Jesus Christ. And in Jesus we're all welcome in his kingdom. How could you walk away from an invitation like that? I mean we find it remarkable that anyone would turn down that invitation to go to the mall next Sunday and celebrate the Queen's 90th birthday. Well, what about to reject the invitation of God to come and find peace, love, eternal life, forgiveness? And there is a warning in this parable that those who reject that invitation remain shut out. You can't force your way in by your own merit or your own goodness. It's only by what Jesus has done for us. So we've all been invited by the King of Kings to the biggest banquet ever when Jesus comes again to make all things new. New heaven, new earth. He has invited us and offered us that gift of forgiveness and eternal life. And you know what happens? That when we accept the invitation, we're also given another gift. We're given the gift of being able to invite anyone else as well to that great heavenly banquet. We can go out as his servants too. And that is the purpose of the church, to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the whole world, with our families and our friends and our people at work and our people around us in our community. That's the privilege that we have. If we don't tell them, who will? And so we have this privilege that we can go on behalf of Jesus now and give his invitation to come to this amazing banquet, to come to have a life in Jesus Christ, the best life that any of us could ever wish for. So have you accepted the invitation? Because once you've accepted the invitation, you get yourself ready, don't you? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ. There's a little bit in that parable about someone who actually gatecrashed the banquet and was thrown out. And part of me when I read that I think, "Oh, poor guy. Why was he thrown out?" Well, last week I read about a wedding where someone was actually thrown out. The person had been walking past the church where there was a reception being held and he just decided to gate-crash the wedding. He just walked in. He thought he could just get free food and free drink. But he wasn't dressed for the wedding. And his name wasn't actually on the guest list. So he was politely asked to leave. He didn't know the bride or the groom, and he tried to enter on his own merit, and it's not enough. We can't gate-crash Heaven's party. We are invited, but we have to accept the invitation. Some time ago, uh, Hermia and myself were invited to a garden party at Buckingham Palace. Wow! In fact, we had two invitations. The first invitation, was to say whether we could come, and we had to say whether we would come or not. And then the second invitation was to actually come. But when we received that invitation, we began to get ourselves ready. We actually got some nice clothes. I mean, we'd normally dress nicely, but we thought we'd make an effort, you know? And also, we were given a little sticker that we could put in the front of our car. And this sticker was amazing. It was just made of flimsy plastic and it stuck on the windscreen. But as we drove into London, as we drove into the center of London, as we neared the mall, all the police just saw the sticker and just said, you come right through. We had priority. And we could park in the mall. It was brilliant because we had the invitation, because we had accepted the invitation, and because we'd got ourselves ready. And so we went. And it was fabulous. Why would you turn down an invitation like that? Our task is to offer that invitation to anyone who will come. God's invitation is for anyone who will come. It's not about how good you are. It's all about what Jesus has done. But would you accept that invitation? It is a story of God's grace. We can't gate crash it. We can't come in our own merit. God has done everything that we need to come to his heavenly banquet. I came across one other version of this parable some years ago in a book called What's So Amazing About Grace, and I'm going to read this version to you. It's a true story, and it's, uh, it's the most unusual wedding banquet. Accompanied by her fiancé, a woman went to the Hyatt Hotel in downtown Boston and ordered a meal for their wedding feast. The prospective bride and groom poured over the menus. They made their selections of the food that they would have, the china and the silver. They pointed a picture of the flower arrangements that they liked. And they both had quite expensive tastes. And the bill came to over $13,000. After leaving a cheque as a deposit for half the amount, they went back home to finalise the wedding invitations. And the very day the wedding invitations were supposed to be posted out, the potential groom got cold feet and pulled out of the wedding. His fiance was not pleased. And she returned to the hotel to cancel their banquet booking. But the events manager could not have been more apologetic, more understanding, but said actually there was no refund on the deposit the contract was binding, and that she only had two options, either to forfeit the deposit or go ahead with the banquet. They were really sorry about that. And it seemed crazy, but the more the jilted bride thought about it, the more she liked the idea of just going ahead and having a big party. Not the original wedding banquet, but just a banquet anyway. And 10 years earlier, this lady had been reduced to living in a homeless shelter, But since then, she'd got back on her feet, found a good job, managed to save quite a sizable nest egg. And now she had this wild notion of using all her savings to treat all the down and outs from Boston to a slap-up meal. And so it was that in June of 1990, at the Hyatt Hotel in Boston, they hosted a party as they had never seen before. All the homeless shelters and the refuge shelters let it be known that they were all invited. And all these people came. And the hostess changed the menu to boneless chicken in honor of the groom. <laughs> <laughs> and that warm summer night, people who are used to peeling half eaten pizzas off cardboard boxes dined out on the finest food, were served champagne by waiters in tuxedos, and ate chocolate wedding cake, and danced the night away to a big band. What an amazing story. And that is the gospel. The invitation of Jesus is to anyone. It's not how good you are, how religious you are. It's whether you would accept the invitation of Jesus to believe and trust in him. And you are welcome to his heavenly banquet. You are welcome in the kingdom of God. What amazing news we have to share with people. So when we leave, and uh, it's just brilliant to be outside in the open air and to just worship Jesus and to tell this town as loudly as we can that Jesus loves them. But it's better when we do it with our one-to-one, friends and families and people we meet, that we tell them that Jesus loves them and he came to die for them. And the invitation is still open to come to his heavenly banquet. Amen? Amen? Amen. We're going to stand and sing our final song in Christ alone.